Hello Anna, um, welcome to the Magical Women podcast. How did you um, get to discover Magical Women? What attracted you and engaged, engaged you about um, this wonderful community which is Magical Women? I first discovered Magical Women, I think it was just on Facebook. I think I was looking up ADHD or art or something because um, I had some time on my own at Christmas last year. Um, and I thought, oh, because I'm an artist and I wanted to meet other neurodivergent um, artists and the fact that it was women and it was magical women, I was like, oh gosh, I, re I really want to get involved with this because I'm not really on any art groups and actually most art groups wouldn't really understand my difficulties. So I thought it would be a great thing to, to get involved. And then since lockdown well actually first of all i had a difficulty because there were two different groups and i couldn't work out which one to post on and then i couldn't work out which one i had posted on but i really pursued it in lockdown because i thought this is something i really like to do and then i got to speak to eleanor and i got to do the magical women one of the workshops and i just loved it and it's transformed my art it really has because yeah. it I normally paint in oils and I wasn't able to do that in the workshop because it's all very quick so I tried something else which is acrylic and now yeah it's transformed my art completely yeah I feel like we're, we're in a real community here aren't we um, and um, yeah and I think it's really nice to feel that sense of community um, in terms of being and also when I'm oh, sorry no, um, also, when I'm looking at the comments in the group from the other artists, because we've got some Facebook groups for the workshops, um, list, and also reading the newsletters and looking on the website, it just makes me feel less alone. And it's made me realise more and more that it's, there's a strong possibility I may be autistic as well as having ADHD, which has been really helpful for me. Oh, that's really interesting and really good then. Um, let's talk about the lockdown. How's that been for you? How's that experience been for you, trying to be creative still and being in lockdown, not being able to go out? Well, for me, um, you see, my art is my business. I work, I'm, I work um, 17 hours a week. I normally do stalls and I've done some exhibitions and I've got, an on, I've got a website and a Facebook page and all those sort of things. And normally I go to a, an employment group, which of course I couldn't go to because it stopped. And I found um, lockdown incredibly, I'm sure everyone has, <laughs> emotional roller coaster, and very isolating because I'm living here on my own with my daughter, who's also autistic, has ADHD and various other things. So um, there were actually there's two things that kept me sane. One was painting. And the other one was going for walks in the park and taking photographs of trees. So for me, if I didn't have my art, I probably wouldn't be in a great place now. Yeah. Um, how is that relationship like then with your daughter, who's also autistic? Mm. Um, 
how do, how how's that balance then um is it quite um yeah it must be quite a layered relationship when if you've both got um ahd and autism i think we've got some the thing is I think some similar things, but some very different. So she's actually able to help me in some ways. And I'm like, she's just been helping me work out how to, I'd forgotten how to um, set up a file on the computer and put stuff in and, and name it. And I've got dyspraxia. So she knows that she, she helps me open things and make sure I don't sort of bump into stuff. And, and, and then I can help her in other ways with other things. So it's a sort of, yeah it's it's a balance you know we we help each other really but the, the main thing is the isolation you know like it's that it's it, not only is she does she have those conditions but she's also a teenager so she you know she's looking for her own independence and stuff Definitely. so we we live quite a separate lives really quite most of the time um with in, um inspirations early on um growing up like who got you inspired into being an artist? Were there any artists? Was it your fa any family members? Um, not, not really. My family members. I've always liked colour. I've always been. A, I've always been. I just loved colour, and also for me, it was. It was um, later in life, really. Um, abstract artists. I mean, I liked. I liked Kandinsky. I really liked. Hieronymus Bosch, um, they're the ones that spring to mind really as, as time went by. But also my granddad, thinking about it, my granddad um, used to do very abstract pictures um, and he was a big influence in my life. He did, he did this amazing abstract art, so I could well have been influenced by him. And of course, it's obviously that, that genetic part has been, you know, is part of me. So it could, it could well have come from there. And, and just last year, because he passed away, oh, I can't remember, 10 years ago, something like that. And last year, I actually got some of his work um, made up into cards and prints because oh, he, he never managed to sell it anywhere. So, And there's a page on my Facebook page where you can see his art. So he was way oh, ahead of his time. Sweet. Way ahead of his time. His stuff would have been really quite popular now. Yeah, um, I love, so like I'm into, um, I do like sculpture 3D, so like I love um, Felicia Barlow, Rachel White, Reed, Cornelia Parker, I love those female sculptors. Um, yeah, They're, they've what's, have inspired me uh, with my art. Um, in terms of being a magical woman yourself and having um, autism and ADHD, what's that been like to feel part of a community? How has that affected you? Like, uh, it must be a, a real relief to feel part of a community. Oh, it's been group. just even talking to Ellen, Eleanor or, or hearing her talk or reading her posts, I've just thought, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> and, and being in the workshops, oh, God, I'm going to get emotional in a minute. Being in the workshops... And listening to the other people talking and and sharing things and um i mean i already i already belong to an adhd adult support group in my area but it's not purely women and i think women's experiences are very different and also the fact that it's women and women creative women and artists um 
really helps. Um, and it because wherever I wherever else I go with my art, I always have to kind of wing it <laughs> a bit, you know, make out I know what I'm doing or or um, not want to say to people, oh, I can't I can't hang my paintings. I can't work out what space what space there is to hang them up and things like that. Because um, spatial awareness is something I'm not that great at. So, yeah, it, it's it's a tribe. It's people who want you. People who get you. You don't have to. You don't have to justify yourself. You know, you don't have to say, oh, "Sorry, I haven't done so and so," or "Sorry, I don't understand that," because people get it. Yeah, it's it's such a beautiful community. Um, very po- I have very um, positive words to say about this community. Um, Especially you being able to be um, a podcaster host and feel like I'm able to kind of get out stories from um, you artists as my guests. Um, it's really cool. Um, and I'm telling a story through your kind of, I'm asking questions and you're telling me the stories. And I love that. Um, well, what, thank you for giving me the opportunity. What's your latest piece of work that you're working on now? Um, uh, tell us. Well, I, I, um, at the moment, I've got an exhibition on. So, and I, it went up on Sunday. So it's my second ever solo exhibition. It was supposed to happen on in April, but obviously it didn't happen on it in April. A few things went online, but um, I was the only artist in the list of artists that were supposed to be exhibiting there who took up the challenge. Silly me, because <laughs> it's been very stressful. But so my exhibition um, went up on Sunday and I have a Meet the Artist event next Tuesday. So what I'm doing at the moment is trying to get the slideshow together for my presentation. So they've got some pictures of my paintings already, but it's going through my computer and my phone and trying to work out what's on there and what isn't on there. And that's been the challenge today, really. That must be so exciting for you, having your first solo exhibition. It's the, it's the second one. I had the first one second in 2018. One, That's all right. Yeah. I had the first one in 2018, and then I had there's a two-year waiting list. And I say it was supposed to be in April, but it didn't happen. So, oh, so exciting for I, you. It, 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 it is, but I'm just so anxious, and I'm only I'm 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 only permitted to have it's gone up now 30 people. So I'm trying to work out. Who I've who I've invited and where's my list and what I've forgotten and all that yeah. kind of thing. Try not to be nervous. Stay calm, and I'm sure it will work out. Um, and Ellen Ellen is coming as well. She's coming to the my meet the artist thing next Tuesday evening. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna. I bet that will be really nice. Oh, I really want, I really really wanted her there. I thought it was really important. And as I'm looking through now in my slideshow, I'm actually going to have stuff. They're from Magical Women workshops because, you know, that is my art. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's important. Um, and the other, you... the other, sorry. And the other thing that I'm, I've got a, a meeting um, in, in about a week's time, I think, because another thing I do is memorial oil paintings. Um, so I'm meeting with someone who um, uh, runs a, a pet um, they they provide or they make pet caskets and headstones and things for pets. So um, I'm going to meet with them about them possibly 
um, I don't know, hiring me or whatever as their artist to do pet memorials. Oh, that's really memorial paintings. That's really good. Mm. Um, with in terms of your oil paintings, do you have like a favourite colour to use, or do you just does it change? Um, well, the thing about my oil paintings is they're intuitive. So I don't get to choose the colours. They just come into my head. Oh, okay. um, at, at the moment, it seems to be... I mean, I'll sh I don't know if I can show you. Can I show you something, maybe, quickly? Let's see if um, I can... Yeah, if you can. If I can turn them... The audio listeners, and is going to show us one of her paintings. I don't know if... It, oh, yeah, I can do it. Hang on. That's the latest one. So it seems to be... Green and, purple and green. Yeah, green and purple at the moment, but that may well change. They look like leaves or branches, wings. Um, they could be, um, yeah, it's really pretty. It looks quite textured as well. Well, but the thing that this one actually isn't oil. This is this is due to magical women. I'll just turn it back. Due to magical women, I've started to use acrylic. So that one is actually um, an acrylic painting, which is really great. So it dries quicker because the oil paints take a long. Oil paintings. Yeah, they do, don't they? Um, my mum uses oils. She's a portrait artist. Um, but I, whenever I've done painting, I much prefer using uh, acrylics. Um, and do you have? Um, do you work at home then, or do you have like a separate studio space? How does that work when you? I'll paint? tell you where I work. I'll show you where I work. This is where I work. My kitchen floor. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I don't have a studio. I don't have that kind of, I don't have that kind of funding. Um, so I, I paint on my kitchen floor or my sitting room floor. How does that um, affect you then, working at home um, compared to, say, going somewhere separately to work? Um, well, I've never really had that. So, but I mean, working from home is quite difficult because I'm not good at setting boundaries. I'll just work and work and work. And, and when I paint, I paint in the evenings and I start and then I, I just don't stop. <laughs> I just, I lose track of time, which, which is a very ADHD thing, maybe an autistic thing. Um, I just, I just lose track of time and I end up painting into the early hours of the morning and then look at my phone, phone and think, oh dear, I need to go to bed. So, um, yeah, it, that, that's the difficulty of the boundaries. Yeah, there's no structure. No. Um, and you say you make um, your art your business. Um, yes. How do you find, do you find that hard making money from your artwork or um, how is that for you? Um, well, the business is only just over, I think it's just over three years old or four years old maybe. Uh, and I didn't start it up really to, to, to make money. It was just like a hobby, but I got encouraged to do it and then people really liked it and sometimes it's really difficult because I never know how it's going to go really um and I've sold most of my paintings actually through my recently through my Facebook page um and I also create bags leggings cushions cards and masks now um I've sold quite a few of the masks and I may I may or may not sell at the exhibition it's difficult to tell it's not it's not an easy thing, but I love doing it and um, I don't want to stop and I have to work. 
and I want to work. That's the thing. If, even if somebody turned around to me and said, oh, well, you know, you don't have to work anymore. I like working. I like doing what I do. But it's, it's yeah. very challenging because I, yeah. I, I, I'm not able to travel to events or anything. I can't. I, I, I don't drive because I've, I've got visual impairment, so um, I can't really drive and it's difficult to get to places that aren't familiar. So I always need to go with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't drive either and I find getting air transport quite tricky. I, I mean, there's a, I like, there's a bus that I always get to another town, but trains I'm not very good at either. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is tricky. Um, what, uh, how was your uni experience? Um, I didn't, I didn't go to university. Um, I, I, I went to, I went to Kingston College yeah. and I did, a, I did, um, a foundation art course and I did the first oh, year. Yeah. How was that? And then for the, well, I did the first year and I, and I, I loved doing art and I'd done an A-level art and, but see because I didn't know then I had dyslexia dyspraxia and all the other bits and pieces I really struggled with the written side of it um and then so for the second year they are uh, they just said that they didn't feel like I could carry on to the second year so they said I didn't have enough creative ability and um I wasn't managing with the uh academic side of it the written side of it so they asked me to leave and um I didn't paint for 30 years after that and I, I went, they, they told me that I should do a sort of display design course. So I went to our local, I don't know, civic centre to ask for a grant because I was, my mum, I came from a single parent family and my mum didn't have a lot of money. So I went to go and get a grant and I was told I couldn't get a grant. But I found out afterwards that I could and whoever it was had given me the wrong information. So I went and worked for the civil service instead. <laughs> so I, I didn't, I didn't go university yeah um foundation for me i loved and i did go to university but the um written side there's a lot of written work isn't there like i remember mm. i don't think i could have done the written work without having a lot of support um like a one-to-one um yeah especially my dissertation for um, unfortunately, I didn't have any diagnosis until I were, until I was 50, whatever it was. My first diagnosis was in 2013. So nobody had a clue what was going on with me. They just thought I was lazy and scatterbrained and not trying hard enough and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I maybe things have been different if I'd had help, but I am in the position where I am now, so you know I'm I'm pleased. But I didn't paint for thirty years, so that was it was a shame. But I'm making up for it now. Well, I just didn't I didn't have any faith in myself after being told to. I didn't have enough creative ability and being chucked out of the course. I just well not chucked out, but I I lost faith in myself. Yeah, and now you're. Have you grown in a more confidence now? Well, no. What what happened was I separated from my husband in two, in two thousand and twelve, and we'd been together for twenty three years. And um, I thought, well, I've got to rebuild my life really and find new friends. And I 
to cut a long story short, I went, I was going to go to Hillcroft Women's College in Surbiton for a self-confidence course. And in the catalogue, in the brochure, they had these courses for pe- with four people with dyslexia and dyspraxia. And things were going really weird for me. And I thought maybe I was dyslexic because I'd write things down and think I'd written a message down, but I hadn't written all the message down. And they said to me, well, speak to the tutor and, and see what see what she thinks. And the course was for people who either have dyslexia and dyspraxia or, or think they may have. So in the course, I through the course, I discovered that I had dyslexia and dys- I had a screening for dyslexia and dyspraxia and then they then they I got diagnosis through them and I found on that course I just found a new tribe people who who were like me it was amazing so a new family so from feeling like a bit lost you must have felt a lot more reassured I did but then also also what Hillcroft did was they they um, offered courses uh, for dyslexia dyspraxia and creativity so I went on that course and as part of that course, we had an exercise where we had to draw a part of something and then paint it. And because it was a part, it was like, well, it didn't matter if it wasn't perfect. And because they only give, gave us an hour to paint it, I didn't have enough time to think how crap I was. So I did it. And then at the end of the course, people were saying, oh, wow, what you've done is amazing. Because um, we did this exhibition at the end of the course. It was a weekend course. And I just sat there and cried. And then I kind of realized what I, you know, what I'd not lost, but what I, you know, what I hadn't done for so long, and things kind of sort oh, of stopped yeah. from there, really. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that you found that love for it again. Mm. Um, do you have a favourite piece of artwork that you've made? Um, um, oh gosh, I don't know really. Um, because I don't, I don't often keep pieces of my own artwork. Um, there are there's 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 a, I think probably there's there's a big there's a very large canvas that a lady's bought who's in my employment group and I think that's probably my biggest my best piece. Um, yeah, I think I like that the best. It's difficult because you can't see it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, what um, what do you like about it the most then? Um, well, I I like that it's. I like the size of it and I also like, um, so it's, it's kind of got pinky and yellow, yellowy colours in it and people see fairies in it. I really like that. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people got pleasure out of it. That's what I like about it. That's quite magical then. Yeah. People really saw fairies in it. Lots of people saw fairies in it. So, and actually that's what I like about my artwork in general is different, is people see different things in it. Um, what um you mentioned about your masks what kind of masks do you make so um what it is is um what with the products that i have produced i upload my photographs of my artwork or sections of of the artwork um to a company and they produce the products like the leggings matching leggings bags and masks so it's just sections of my, my paintings on there. Actually, you've probably got one, maybe. Okay, I've got one. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I've got one here. So, um, so yeah, it's just a, literally a section, cross-section of, 
of one of my paintings. Oh, cool. So for the audio listeners, it's quite like bluey and lilac with white and purple in um, this mask. is It's really pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, for you. Um, so, so, yeah, sorry uh, about that. Um, so, yeah, I had those produced because I, I needed a mask to get in. I wasn't really going out, but I needed a mask to get into my worker's car. And I thought, well, if I've got to wear a mask, I might as well do one with my... Yeah, make it really jazzy and colourful. Yeah, and also a lot, a load of my customers were saying, "Oh, are you doing any masks?" So that's why I had those done. Yeah, I've just been using the basic ones, but my mum found some on Etsy, and I've got the bread one because I love bread. But it's quite a thick one, and I found the like the basic blue ones that um, you can get online are more lighter, especially mm. on a hot day. Yeah, light one. Um, the red one I've got from Etsy is quite thick, so I prefer just using the basic ones. Yeah. Got there. Um, what, um, my next question, um, what advice would you give to young creatives? So I'm sure about, um, what, you know, how to go about being in the creative industry or... Uh, you see, I don't really... I, I don't have a clue because I'm just kind of making it up as I go along. You know, I'm, I get help from various different people and charities and stuff. I think the best advice I can give is just believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, just believe in what you do. You just believe in what you do because I meet a lot of people who come up to my stores and say to me, oh, I'm not creative. I can't do anything creative. And I say, well, I think everybody's creative in some way. Yeah. You know. I think people just get really, they, and, and the thing for me was for a long time, I, I didn't paint even after I went on a Hillcroft um, course and got my diagnosis for a long time. I didn't paint because my, my partner used to be a graphic illustrator in London, earning a lot of money. And he's very, he's a phenomenal artist. And I thought, well, I can never be as good as him. So I better not bother. But actually he doesn't like abstract art, but he loves what I do. So it's just believing in yourself, really. And for me, one of the things I, I love the most is that people get pleasure out of what I do. So um, getting yeah. into the creative industry, I don't know, because I'm not really, you know, I'm not really, um, yeah, I'm just making, making things up as I go along. I'm just kind of trying what Fair I can. Enough. I think having self-confidence is really important. Which I, I don't yeah. have confidence. For a long time, I mean, the only reason I started to, I got a Facebook page is because I was encouraged to. The only reason I started to sell my paintings was because I was encouraged to. The only reason I started to do leggings is because people liked them. So I didn't have a lot. And also I went to a couple of networking groups and they were really supportive. And actually that's what I would advise people to do. Get a supported supportive crowd because my networking groups have been great for me yeah and networking is really important i think as well yeah kingston arts have been a great support for me as well the local art group um they've been amazing yeah posting your artwork on social media as well mm. like instagram and facebook um building a community like we have with magical women here um i think really helps um, but definitely, yeah. Um, I think with me, it's, you know, 
having that self-belief and um and yeah striving for what you want and being like yeah not letting anyone kind of change who you are negatively staying true to who you are what's one art material you couldn't live without you had to choose what's one sorry what was that what's um one art material um you couldn't live without if you had to choose i i, I always like to ask this question oil o oils oil paints oil paints definitely because um although i'm painting in acrylics i just love the feel and the, and the look of the oil paints definitely oil paints if anybody wants to look at what i do it's um, intuitiveoils.co.uk that's my website if people want to have a look and i'm on facebook as well as yeah, so it's intuitive oils uk and instagram it's intuitive oils uk it's all been changed to intuitive oils uk so it all matches now thank you both so much it was a really fascinating podcast it was lovely to hear